Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we pick a random subreddit. Fucking goddamn it! <clears throat> Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we delve the darkest <laughs> recesses of the internet to find something interesting or even comprehensible. I'm Matt Heron. Uh, I'm Jeff Kowalski, the Shadow. I'm Louisa Heron, the regular style. Not Jeff the Shadow Kowalski? Uh, the page loaded after I already said my name, so... Okay. <laughs> Do you know what evil lurks in the hearts of men, though? Um, uh, hmm. You see, you've trapped me. <laughs> because I know that the Shadow knows, but mm-hmm. I can't admit that I'm the Shadow, because then the cowardly and suspicious criminals would target my family. <laughs> Did no, you not just it. admit that you were the Shadow on tape? Yes. Mm. Also... Did the Shadow have a secret identity? I guess he did, huh? Lamont Cranston? Yes, Jesus, what a name! <laughs> Is that really it? Yes, that's it. For some reason, I thought that was the millionaire on Gilligan's Island. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. What's his name? Jim Backus? <laughs> yeah. No, but what's his actual name? Uh, Thurston Howell? Thurst- yeah, Thurston yeah. Howell III. Yeah, you got Wow. It. There's a lot of, of bonkers names back in the old radio days. Gilligan's Island was a radio show, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's why they always had to announce who they were when they came on the scene. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you could have done it as a radio show. Yeah, you could have. <laughs> it's no dumber than Amos and Andy. <laughs> well, I think it might be significantly less dumb, actually. There's very little racism on the show. Is on there, though? I would... Gilligan's I Island. <laughs> uh, I, have you I watched any of Gilligan's Island? Because there's a lot of racism. Hmm. <laughs> I would say significantly less than Amos and Andy. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> Got him there. Um, it's, uh, it's, I think because it's from that era of TV where they only just invented it, so they were all just doing stuff that was basically radio shows. Yeah, I... But this was the 60s. It was like 63. Yeah, whenever they knew about TV. Whenever I watch old movies, I always think about how long it took for people to get that this isn't just theater. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? But for literally thousands of years, that was the way you did that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. it'd be hard to break free of that. I guess so, but like, surely after a while you'd be like, hey, since we're recording this, we could do this differently. Like, we don't they have did. to do it this way. They did, actually, you'll notice. Yeah, I guess they did. Now. A little guy named George Lucas came up with his Star's Wars. Uh, uh, speaking of, John Williams wrote the original theme song to Gilligan's Island for the pilot that uh, never got aired. Was it a different theme yeah, song? Was yep. it different? It was a different oh, theme what? song. I think they might have even had some different people like in the cast. Oh, did I think they, that's true, yeah. Did they reuse it for Jaws? Yeah, it was just the Jaws theme. <laughs> they oh, man, he's for Superman, and in the original Gilligan was actually pretty competent. Yeah, he was from Krypton. He's the last <laughs> son of Krypton. Uh, that would actually be extremely funny. That would be a very good comic book Superman comic if, like, Superman and some other people who, or I should say, Clark Kent and, and some the other rest. people. What <laughs> I said, and the rest. Yes. <laughs> Clark Kent and some other people got shipwrecked on an island, and he couldn't let them know that he's Superman. <laughs> so he's, like, trying to figure out how he can fly everyone back without revealing his secret identity. That would be fun. That's why he's so bumbling. Mm, yeah. yeah. Uh, sounds horny. Gilligan's <laughs> <laughs> Island is a very horny show. Gilligan's yeah, Island was horny. I don't know how yeah. Clark Kent Castaway oh, is Oh, yeah. Horny. Any tension, like, oh, I can't let people know. <laughs> What I really am. That's extremely horny. Okay, wow, I guess your so. concept of horny is very weird. 
Uh, no, everyone will agree with you. Secrets are inherently wait. horny so in your world. We've been pulling uh, pretty solid wild names um, out of thin air today. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me the name of the skipper on Gilligan's Island? Ooh, no, I can't. Um, give give me the first letter. J. James nope. T. Kirk. <laughs> Captain Jonas Grumby. Ooh, pretty good. <laughs> I, I don't think that they ever said it on the show, but like in the sequel movies. Jonas Grumby was the guy who took over Mystery Science Theater, right? Yeah, that was yeah, him. Is that right. <laughs> <laughs> right, a reference to Jonah Ray? Or? Uh, yeah, it was a bit joke uh, about Jonah Ray. I see. Uh, I have been enjoying the joys of the American cinema. I went to see <laughs> three movies in a row yesterday. I spent oh. literally eight hours in the movie theater with a lunch break, so it was God like damn. a full day of work. Oh my god, that sounds like a horrible nightmare. Uh, but it was so, like, it felt nice to catch up on all the movies I, that have been coming out that I haven't been going to see Did because you- of my New Year's depression. Oh no. Did you puff up, like, a beanbag after eating all that salty popcorn? I, didn't, you I don't get snacks at the movies, it's too expensive. But pop, but movie theater popcorn is the only reason to see no, movies in the see, theater. See, I don't agree. I know that you love movie theater popcorn, but I just really don't care for it either. <clears throat> I like crazy. I like the popcorn, and I like getting a 44-ounce soda to take over to the Coke Freestyle machine. But what I don't like is paying $13 for that soda or popcorn. Yeah, that is buck wild. And also, I always think when I get uh, one of those big sodas at the movie theater, like there's no way my body can hold all of this liquid in it. So when I'm finished drinking this, I'm going to have a crisis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. My, um, for the first time in, in my, uh, memory that I, that I can remember, I actually had to leave the movie theater to like go pee a couple weeks ago when I went to see Uncut Gems. Ah, yes. Cause I had two in a row, I had two in a row movies and I had mm-hmm. a $5 off coupon so I could get a drink for a normal price, uh, like a buck thirty. <laughs> instead of six dollars um and the smallest size is 42 or 44 ounces which is more liquid than the human bladder can hold in it um i i found that now i i go into the movie theater assuming i'm gonna need to go pee at some point and it's very liberating Hmm. See, now I dehydrate myself ahead of time of a movie. I don't go to the movies often. <laughs> I did that for Avengers Endgame because I'm like, this is a three hour movie. I am not leaving to pee. I need to see every. A three hour movie. <laughs> yeah, we did it. <laughs> oh, got him. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what movies did you see? <laughs> uh, at 11 a.m., I saw the new Sam Mendes picture, 1917. Okay. Uh, Matt, uh, I know you're I a big world. Yeah, you're a big World War One aficionado, Matt. How do you feel about this? Uh, I have, I just heard about it about five seconds ago. I'm looking at it now. <laughs> hey, how come I'm not a big World War One aficionado? Uh, I was about like to every one of their TV movies. I was about to move to you next, saying uh, <laughs> it's a drama about Britain a long time ago. So, how do you feel about it, Louisa? <laughs> Uh, I saw the trailer for that, and it was a little bit irritating. It looked, first of all, exactly like the same plot as uh, Saving Private Ryan. Was that true? Um, it is structured in such a different way that though I did think about Saving Private Ryan, uh, mm-hmm. those thoughts did not stay with me. And okay. you and you think about Saving Private Ryan often anyway, right? Yeah, it was just my normal daily Saving <laughs> Private Ryan thought. Um, so the thing about this movie, which I did not know going in, is that it has a pretty major gimmick. Mm. Um, it's all one continuous take. 
Hmm, but not really. Yeah, no, like, you can tell the that there's, like, clever folding over where they stitched oh. it together, but it is, um... Oh, so it's all supposed to happen in real time, like it's two hours in the lives of these people. There is, like, one moment of blackout half about halfway through the movie, uh, but, okay. uh, so I, I guess it's technically two continuous takes, but it is, yeah, it's... It makes it very tense, because you're used to movies having cuts, and those are your chance to breathe and catch up. Um, but no, this one doesn't let you, and it's directed by the guy who made uh, Skyfall, the best James Bond movie. I will just go out on a limb and say that, um, because part of the reason why it's the best James Bond movie is the action is all very clear. He keeps the figures right in the center of the frame. The camera doesn't shake so much that you can't see what's going on. Uh, he's very capable of, like, showing people doing things in a movie without having it become incoherent <laughs> nonsense. I like that review of a director. He's very capable of showing people doing things in the movie. Five stars. I see. That's the thing, though. Like, yeah. one of the most famous directors today is mean. Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you mean because I saw one of the later Transformers on Rift Tracks and I could not tell what was happening yeah. a lot of the time. I had that problem <laughs> in the second movie I saw, Underwater, which was directed by someone I've never heard of and it was directed adequately at best. <laughs> and it is so extremely a ripoff of Alien, more than any other movie I've ever seen. It, what? <laughs> tell me anything about this movie. I don't know anything about it and the name is very generic. So have you seen Alien? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, okay. I've seen, I've seen The Abyss. Okay, yeah. I've never seen The Abyss, so we don't have okay, any middle ground I've here. seen both these movies, so <laughs> okay, I can, can try this. Alright, okay, so it's like if Alien was underwater. Okay, so it's like if the water monster from Alien lived in outer space. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, not the water monster from Abyss, surely you mean. <laughs> uh, no, no, I stand by what I said. <laughs> uh, so the premise of this movie is they're, they built a research facility on the uh, in the Mariana Trench um, mm -hmm. and Kristen Stewart works there for some reason um, and mm -hmm. literally like oh, I'm so grateful to this movie because in the first five seconds everything starts exploding I'm like yes no exposition the research <laughs> facility is exploding we're like in it now which no. is sorry no go ahead now, Kristen Stewart is famously a vampire, and working underwater in an underwater research mm. facility would be a great job for a vampire to have. Yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah. There's no sun. You never have to worry about anything. Mm, but limited mm. amount of blood people to eat. Mm, shark blood. Well, there you go. Oh, mm. what if you eat the shark blood like the deep blue sea sharks, then you become a super smart vampire. Mm, yeah. Like also... <laughs> Also, I'd like to take this opportunity to announce my new energy drink, Shark Blood. Oh, uh, okay. You don't want to encroach too far into Charlie Sheen territory. <laughs> I I'm not familiar with him. Uh, he said something about uh, Tiger's Blood when he was doing his whole hashtag winning thing like five years yeah. ago when we still cared uh, about his cocaine-fueled benders. Is he the guy who invented the hashtag? Yeah, that was him. Okay, okay. good. Uh, oh, you might know him by uh, the way he is credited in the Machete movies, his birth name, Carlos Estevez. Oh, yes, okay, now I understand. Yeah. He's one of the um, Emilio Estevez's brothers. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, one of them. He's one of, un he's one of Uncle Ben's sons. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Martin Sheen was Uncle Ben once, right? Yeah, he was. Mm. Okay, uh, good. For Tobey Maguire, I guess? Yeah. Probably. Um, no, I think it was for Andrew Garfield. Because I think the one for Tobey Maguire was not a famous person. Yeah, that's Seems true. Strange. I just okay. remember his, like, weird mouth when he's dying and it's full of blood. 
<laughs> shark blood. Like a vampire. Blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Listen, if I made the shark blood energy drink, I could use so many great clips of people with blood coming out of their mouths from movies <laughs> in my commercials. Uh, all right, so the only thing significant about this movie, if you are not a person who's horny for Kristen Stewart, or if for some reason, like, you're, I, I guess if you're a big T.J. Miller fan, you'll like it, because he's in it. Um, it's bad that he's in it, but it also, like, sucks that he's bad, because his comedic timing is still pretty good. Yeah, I hate that I really enjoy a lot of his comedy, but I did. I sure yeah. did. I think that yeah. his main problem is, like, just that he gets extremely high and drunk and, like, punches people in the face, right? That's his whole thing? No, he sexually harassed a lot of people. Okay. In a way. Yeah. Matt, you, you don't have type... to Google it. Oh, I was <laughs> no, about to... Not, Hold on. To... I was about to do it, but... No! Okay. Uh, I already know. Yeah, I... <laughs> I don't so, understand why he's in this movie as if it, like, was filmed in yeah, 2015 before we started getting him not be in movies. Yeah. Um, can I do a real quick strange confession? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when Jeff said Skyfall is the best James Bond movie a while ago, I spent mm-hmm. quite a while Googling to see what other ridiculous <laughs> James Bond movies are out there, um, uh-huh. and so I was going to talk about the time that James Bond fought, fought a polar bear, which apparently didn't happen, but I could have sworn it was a thing. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I thought I'd missed the name of this movie we were talking about, but it is just called Underwater. <laughs> no, <Nope. laughs> yeah. it is called Underwater. Um, it is an adequate way to spend an hour and a half, but here's the most significant thing about it. The bad guy is literally Cthulhu. <laughs> Oh, all right. Like huh. about an about an hour and ten minutes into the movie, uh, there's like a big earthquake on the sea floor, and the like lights shine up, and you see in silhouette a humanoid figure that's about like three hundred feet tall. And when we see his face, he's got a bunch of tentacles on his mouth. Like it's just Cthulhu, and all the fish monsters we've been seeing up to this point have, I guess, just been deep ones. That's very weird. Yeah, yeah. it's so. A- is it a horror movie? Uh, it's, yeah, in the same way that Alien is, in that there's a lot of blinking okay. lights and everyone is being terrorized by monsters most of it. Okay. Um, yeah, it's like know. the Abyss. Yeah, I guess, I guess the, the aliens in the Abyss and... were nice at the end? Yeah, they were being exploited by evil humans. Mm. I just remember that right. horrible scene with that little mouse that, like, they drown oh, yeah. in that liquid oxygen stuff. Yeah, what about What about when the monster from the Abyss turned its arm into a blade and killed John Connor's adoptive mother? Mm, yep, that's true. You think you ruined predator. that milk? <laughs> Wait, you think underwater predator? Oh, okay, there we are. Wow, we didn't oh, get... I'd like to talk about my sequel energy drink <laughs> called Underwater Predator. <laughs> that sounds less No, I don't like blood. this. <laughs> underwater Predator is just what we should be calling T.J. Miller. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. Because he's in Damn underwater. It. Anyway, um, the next movie I saw was the exact opposite of underwater. Um, <laughs> I saw Little Women, which was just a goddamn delight, and Louisa was so surprised that I liked it. Yeah, I really am. Uh, first of all, I just want to say, was there a time in which Kristen Stewart was attached to this movie, to a remake of Little Women? Because I feel like I remember that. That does sound possible. Um, and... Based on the casting in this movie, which is insane, um, <laughs> it seems entirely likely that the, what is she, 30 now? Kristen yeah, Stewart age. Uh, she is 29. Oh, she's mm-hmm. younger than me. That makes me sad. 
Um, Why? Yeah, I guess that's reasonable. She would be age-appropriate to play, like, Meg, I guess, because Emma Watson plays Meg. Yeah. Uh, from age, like, 16 to age 7 years after that, 23. <laughs> Why? Well, the problem with with adapting that work is they have to go from literal children <laughs> to adults with their own children. Yeah, it was yeah. very smart to cast Saoirse Ronan because she has been playing teenagers for the entirety of her career. Yes. Well, I remember the version of it that I'm used to. Uh, mm. Joe is played by Winona Ryder when she's like yes. 35 or something. I don't think she's supposed to be that old. I think she's supposed to be like 22. No, but Winona Ryder was like oh, 35 right. okay. when this movie was made. Yeah. Well, I couldn't say, but probably yes. Um, and then you've got, um, uh, what's her face? Kristen Stewart? Kirsten Dunst? Kirsten Dunst was Amy, yeah. Yes. Um, Kirsten Dunst was, like, was young Amy. Samantha Mathis was older Amy. Oh, oh that's right. Interesting. Uh, they did not do that for Florence Pugh as Amy. She is a 24-year-old woman and plays Amy from age 13 to age 20. <laughs> Oh, weird. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, huh. I didn't realize how old any of them were supposed to be until at one point when um, Amy is in France and Timothy Chalamet is like, you're only 20. I was like, hold on. I need to do some <laughs> math here because that flashback said seven years earlier. Oh, man, that's nuts. <laughs> uh, Why didn't they use digital de-aging? We saw how good it works. I genuinely <laughs> thought they did for Emma Watson because she did something with her face physically that made her look like she did in the Harry Potter movies again. Like, I don't know what happened. She cast spells. I thought they just digitally de-aged only her because she's the oldest one in the cast, but I don't think they did. <laughs> you know what, I think that than... might be a psychological effect because you saw her acting as a child, yeah. so now when you see her face, you remember how she looked as a child as well? Ah, damn, she's the same age as Kristen Stewart, 29. <laughs> like, <laughs> almost, almost to the day. Hmm. They're twins, actually. Whoa. <laughs> Weird. April 9th and April 15th. Hmm. Huh. They could have a combo birthday. Anyway, okay. uh, this movie's real good. They structure it as it starts with Joe in New York trying to sell her stories, um, mm -hmm. and then flashing back to show, like, when they were all kids, when they were all little women before they became gigantic women later <laughs> in the movie after their father's failed science experiment. Oh, that would be great. They crashed up through the surface of the, uh, the bottom of the sea. Yeah, like they had tentacle faces. <laughs> Honey, I blew up the little women. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just like, did you did y'all see Ladybird? No. No. Um, you can definitely tell that this direct, like, I knew nothing about Little Women, but then thinking about Lady Bird, which was this director's, uh, solo directorial debut, um, I'm like, oh yeah, of course she made Lady Bird. <laughs> if this is, like, the thing that she makes when she has a blank check to make whatever movie she wants after the success of Lady Bird, that makes a lot of sense that that movie was that way. <laughs> So is that why you wanted to see this? Because yes. you weren't really familiar with the story. You must have known it was like, uh, it's always been uh, fit into the category of like a women's story. Yes, it I mean, was. it has that in, right in the title. Yeah. Exactly. It's <laughs> it's a story that is for little women. Um, mm -hmm. And it's about I four little women. women. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is, uh, yeah, I just knew Greta Gerwig wrote and directed it. I also forgot okay. that Bob Odenkirk is in it. What? Oh, he's, who? He's the dad of the little women. No! He doesn't show up until, like, <laughs> an hour and a half into the movie, and then he's just uh, there with, like, big... he's at the Civil War. He's yeah. He's the war. He's got big Civil War mutton chops, and he's like, hello, it's me, <laughs> the normal Bob Odenkirk with no funny voice. 
it would be great so if weird. he did that that <laughs> character as like big and comedic as he does everything else in this otherwise very serious movie. <laughs> or that he's the incredibly loving father of these girls, but then he's as angry as he often is in a lot of his roles. <laughs> yes. It's like he comes in and he has limes to give to whatever the youngest daughter and then he like drops them all over the floor and he's like, God damn it. <laughs> Uh, oh, but it's man. it's a real delight to go see. Laura Dern is their mom, and she's always good to watch. God, she, she sinks is, her arms into some dinosaur poop. She is the best, I think, actor working today at pulling faces. Like she can. Is that a good thing? She yeah, can, I was gonna say that. That I agree with you, and that makes me not like her very much. <laughs> uh, I think that being able to like make your face distort in the way that she can make it distort is very effective when she's usually in stuff that's sort of over the top like this. Huh. Yeah, I just feel like there's been a lot of efforts to to get me on board with watching something with Laura Dern in it, and usually the like promotional ad for it has her screaming or crying or like making a big face, and I'm just like, no, I don't want this. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Are you you're more of a Tony Collette? You prefer that like out of sync blinking thing that she does in all of her movies? <laughs> she does kind of do that. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean they they both are being like they both are kind of being sold on the idea of like ooh look at this character actress who can do all of these different things. I will say at least um, how have I already forgotten her name? Tony Collette. Collette. <laughs> at least Tony Collette does it mainly with like acting, whereas I feel like Laura Dern mainly does it with making faces, and that mm. I'm not super into. Um, <laughs> this this movie has in it Eliza Scanlon as Beth. I don't know who that is. I don't okay. know who that is either. Oh, she was taught to speak properly by uh, Professor uh, Higgins? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> dumb. <laughs> yeah, really. Not, not that. I was like, no. is this going to be Could about a scantron dumber. machine? Is that where this is going to go? <laughs> she, uh, she was in Sharp Objects, and um, that's not a movie. Uh, no, it's an HBO miniseries. No. Uh, she was on Broadway as Mayella Ewell in To Kill a Mockingbird, uh, the villain of the piece, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Uh, and then it's got Saoirse Ronan. Emma Watson and Florence Pugh, who we all already know and love. Uh, Are so, any of those people American? That's a strange. No, thing. none of them is American. Saoirse Ronan is Irish. Eliza Scanlon is Australia, and then uh, Australia, Australian. Uh, <laughs> she's representing Australia in the movie Olympics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but she's actually from oh, American man. Samoa. Louisa, you've invented the new circus of the stars. <laughs> Uh, I, elaborate. I, w- I will never have any desire to watch the Oscars ever again for the rest of my life. If they change the Oscars into something called the Movie Olympics, <laughs> where, like, the four nominees for Best Actor then had to do, like, Greco-Roman wrestling, I would watch the fuck out of that. Oh, Christ. Um, what if they all had to do the same monologue and then we, the audience, had to judge who did <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, who's actually the best actor here? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Face to face. Uh, any other questions about Little Women, or should I ask Louisa what she did? Do uh, you which think of you the, want which to of see the, movies you've the seen original so- Little Women? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to stop. <laughs> Go ahead, Louisa. This is your time. Wait, I, I want to say, Jeff. Which of the movies that you've seen this year would you most recommend people go see? Um, this year, I think those were the first three I saw, so I would recommend uh, Little Women top, um, top of the, top of the pops. 
Um, okay. cause 1917 is like a huge bummer, even though it is a, uh, yeah. real achievement. Mm. Yeah. It's sad if you, spoiler alert, know how long the war lasted. <laughs> so, you know, no matter what, the war did not end for the people in that movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're all, that the war didn't end in the two hours of real time <laughs> filming. Yeah. Exactly. They're all talking about like, Oh, I'd love to get home for Christmas. And it's like, mm, I know you won't though. I know that yeah. that won't happen. You're too poor. You're going to get killed by rich people. Yeah. You're going to be like- two Christmases away before you get home, bud. What was that movie that you uh, recommended to me, Louisa, that had uh, Kit Harrington? Ugh. Oh man, I don't remember which one. Why did you recommend him a movie with Kit Harrington? Who are you? I fucking love him. Like, <laughs> well, oh. I, you watched Birdsong, which had Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, and then there was a good one with Benedict Cumberbatch called Parades End. And uh, Testament of Youth is that what it is? I think. There's one I remember. It wasn't Kit Harrington. It was, uh, what's his face? Hit, Hit Carrington. Uh, Richard <laughs> yeah, Madden. Richard Twin. Madden is also in 1917. Oh, weird. Yeah. Is he being Scottish? He was Scottish with the one I saw. Uh, no. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, normal, normal Brit. Okay, yes, it was Testament of Youth. Um, okay. anyway, maybe you didn't recommend it to me, but it was very good. I think it was probably one of my favorite World War One movies, and in it, like, before the, uh, the war starts, Kit Harrington is this young man who's very patriotic, and he's like, I can't wait, like, oh, the war's starting, I'm gonna go fight, yeah. and we'll be back in six months or whatever, and you're like, oh no, Kit Harrington, no! Oh, uh, in some <laughs> ways, you won't be back for 80 years. <clears throat> yeah. <What>? In, <laughs> in some ways. Mm. World War really One. The consequences of World War One are still playing out in the modern day, is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> are they? Uh, World War Two, much more so. I we're think. literally about to go to war with one of the countries that uh, we created at the end of World War One from the Ottoman Empire. Yeah, that's true. Mm, and yeah. we are starting off a new war by assassinating someone extrajudicially. Extra which yeah, is- good job. <laughs> Hey, I got there. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that Gavrilo Princip's assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand was extrajudicial. Like, is that I what you call I didn't it have when a trial? Is that what you call it when one person just kills another person? Yeah, if they I do think it if, you wanna, po- if you want to, if you want to tone down, game, yeah, assassination. If you want to tone down the term assassination, an extrajudicial killing is a pretty good term. <laughs> Yep. It's an extrajudicial and also extra-governmental killing. The government yes. was not involved in any way. Uh, Louisa, what um, were you going to ask about Little Women? Um, do you think you want to watch the one from the 90s that me and Matt know so well? I think that I would be supremely disappointed by it because of how <laughs> incredibly well-made this one is. Mm, Eric yeah. Stoltz is in it, though. Did you oh, think about that? Mm, he is my favorite Marty McFly. <laughs> Oh, that's so tragic. <laughs> yeah. You've never seen his work. <laughs> yeah, I have to settle for, like, very low-quality YouTube videos of three minutes of him being in Back to the Future. I, I do have one more question, which is, do you think in this movie uh, they set it up in any way to try to make one of the sequel books, like Little Men? I was actually just going to say that I think this movie could be successful enough that if Greta Gerwig wants to, she could probably turn it into a full trilogy. Mm. Um, Louisa, you and I really... I have watched the the 90s Little Women a few times, yeah. and do you think it's good? I do, but I, like I can it, see but how I, people might not like it. I like it, but I do not think it is a good movie. 
Um, hmm. Susan Sarandon is so odd. She is, but she does that role very well, I think. She's very proper, know. but she's a, like a proto-feminist in an interesting way. I mean, yes, she as a human being is odd also, but yes, in this particular role, I find her off-putting. I don't know, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm, uh bringing my own baggage of what I imagine the character from the book to be like, but Mm -hmm. Susan Sarandon plays her a lot more interfering with the lives of her daughters than I always thought. Like, I don't know. I mean, that's fair. I also, you know, that I I talk about a lot, but I like the setting of a movie very much, and the orchard house that they had in that movie was very good. Um, Would you all agree with my um, assignment of the four little women uh, that I posted (laughs) on Facebook and and Mastodon that Meg leads, Beth does machines, piano is a machine, uh, (laughs) Amy is cool but rude, and Joe is a party dude? Yes, it's very good, and I uh, boosted that right away when okay. I saw it. I just wanted to make sure we were all on the same page with that one. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Um, there are two other film adaptations. One is a modern-day update that came out in 2018, hmm, uh, where Leah Thompson plays the mom. So huh. I guess maybe it's like a weird Christian uh, like allegory. I think she's in no, weird Christian no. movies mostly. No, it has no, she's your favorite... Um, Mom of Marty McFly. Yeah. <laughs> Lorraine. <laughs> Lorraine, that's the one. Uh, get your damn hands off her. Um, yep. I, it has a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes versus the new one's Yikes. 95, so I'm probably not going to watch this one. But maybe yeah. I'll watch that 1994 one. I do like Winona Ryder. Yeah. She's pretty good in it. Um, I think you'll like seeing all the 90s actors. I think you might mm, enjoy that. 1994 is-, is a weird time. Is that the one where Christian Bale is the boy? Yes. Uh, yeah, Christian Bale is Laurie. Yeah. yeah. He's pretty good in it, too. It was at a time when I was like, who's this guy? He's pretty good. And I noticed uh, in that movie, Mr. Bear is uh, Gabriel Played Byrne. By a bear. <laughs> is Gabriel Byrne. Whereas mm. in this new movie, he's a younger guy, which seems weird, because the point was she marries an extremely old guy in a creepy way. Yeah, it was... It, I, I looked that up afterward and was def- uh, surprised to find out that uh, Frederick was was uh, old in the book because yeah they cast yeah. someone sort of young and handsome, but they also do a weird thing where like maybe she doesn't marry him because <laughs> they have a bunch of like scenes towards the end where Joe is selling the book Little Women to the publisher and the publisher's like you have to have the main character get married at the end and she's like no the main character didn't choose either of the men and he's like I'll buy it if you make her get married to this guy. And then she, then it cuts back to like her chasing after him and them getting married. Oh, weird. Yeah, it's a, they, in the books they did get married because little men is about the school that they start for boys. Yeah, they definitely start a school in this one. It's it's just huh. like it's a weird like it's it's a weird sort of update where it seemed like uh, she wanted to focus in on the themes of like women not being able to tell their own stories. Yeah, that oh. makes sense. Oh. Yeah, that's. A- I mean, like, it's a different story. I feel like it it recasts the whole story a little bit um, from what the book is about. But I don't. I mean, I think it's kind of in keeping with the feminist themes. Yeah. I always thought it was a little bit of a shame in the story that um, 
Joe tries to sell her writings and it's serialized, like, sensationalist stuff like uh, Dickens or, like, Bram Stoker were kind of writing about, like, uh, soap opera kind of themes of the time. Mm-hmm. And then she's told, no, you should write stuff true to your life because that's what people will want. And that's fine. <laughs> that works out in the story. But it's a shame she didn't get to write that sensationalist stuff. Yeah, yeah. I want to see her, it. like, serial killer dramas. <laughs> Yeah. What you don't know is that she went on to become Mary Shelley. Whoa. Amazing. Ooh, and now you know the rest of the story. Yeah. The ultimate old spinster. Yep. Uh, Wait, what? I uh, got married to Percy Shelley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, doesn't her, doesn't he, like, die, though, and then she, like, goes insane? Doesn't he? Jeff, they both died. Well, yeah, It was eventually. a long time ago. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, Did he die real young from either joining the Greek Revolution or syphilis? <laughs> I know a lot of those guys did that. One of those. It's, yes, I believe he died of some kind of disease. Was syphilis the, the other goes. side of the Greek Revolution, or...? I think both of them had in hand, probably, if you were a rich white guy from England or Ireland who decided to go... Come on, that was, that was a pretty good joke. The, the story goes, though, that Mary Shelley, after Percy died, he had whatever he died of had, like, a weird effect of calcifying his heart. Um, oh, and yeah. after he died, she, like, took his heart and kept it in, a like, a jar with her all the time. Was she Ada Lovelace's mother? I forget who she's related to. The inventor of modern computing? Who's typing? Who's cheating? I was typing. It was me. (laughs) Well, did it it pan out? Uh, Ada Lovelace is the child of Lord Byron and his wife, Lady Byron. Okay. I get confused because she has that different name, so who knows? Um, Anyway, I enjoyed this version of Little Women, but there was uh, a couple of scenes where I uh, Chris Cooper plays Laurie's dad, or granddad, I guess, um, Mm. and I was like, oh man, Chris Cooper never plays a good guy. This guy's going to turn out to be a creep, but he doesn't. (laughs) Chris Cooper's just a nice guy in this one. (laughs) I'm really glad, actually. Chris Cooper seems like a genuinely very nice person from everything I've seen, but he (laughs) he has such a creepy face. Yeah. Yeah, he plays creep. He does. Oh, uh, he plays, like, he, it's so on the nose that he plays the bad guy in that friggin' Muppets movie. Like, you have to look really evil to play the bad guy in a Muppet movie. Yes. I remember one of the first places I ever saw Christopher Walken was a TV movie of Sarah Plain and Tall, which is where a woman in the Pioneer Times answers an ad to be a wife, and she goes and marries this widower, and it's Christopher Walken. Oh. So <laughs> he plays such an incredibly normal homesteader <laughs> that it's very weird to have that be one of the first memories of him. It's, it's oh. like when you showed me that movie when we were kids with Leslie Nielsen before they had him as a comedic actor. Oh yeah, the Tammy Bachelor. and the Bachelor. Tammy and the Bachelor, yes. Tammy and the Bachelor. And he's just like a normal man and he's very <laughs> boring. Yeah. yeah, he's just a handsome guy with a nice voice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine Christopher Walken as a normal homesteader, but I can imagine him as a homesteader who's a vampire and from Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's the thing. You need to see this. You don't need to see it. It's terrible. But <laughs> that's Was where... he able to do a voice that's not his very, like, New York-accented <laughs> voice? Kind of. You know how it is. Hey, I'm uh, from Texas he... here. Get out of the way. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's my Christopher Walken impersonation. Yeah. Midnight cowboy, but then actual cowboy instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, New York City uh, salsa. <laughs> anyway, what did you do the, for the week, Louisa? Uh, I watched more TV. So hell yeah, the same as last week. <clears throat> Different things, but uh, I watched. 
I watched Partners in Crime, which is a uh, Tommy and Tuppence that they've made more recently in 2015, I think. A what? Oh. Did you see did you see that they released a trailer for the Miss Fisher movie, Louisa? No, I need to see that. Yeah, they just released a trailer. It still doesn't say when it's coming out though. <laughs> of course not. Yeah. Um uh Tommy and Tuppence are Agatha Christie's married detectives. Oh, like a precursor to your Nick and Nora Joneses of the world. I think a postcursor, probably. Oh, <laughs> They're I not don't as know. good as Nick and Nora I don't know when any book was written. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> but Nick and Nora Jones were, like, um, like cuttingly witty, whereas mm-hmm. Tommy and Tuppence are, like, wholesome. Yeah, <sighs> yeah that makes sense. People. They're also, it's fun, uh, they're kind of idiots, and it's that, that genre of people who are accident- accidentally good at spying, which I like a lot. <laughs> Like, Tommy just stumbles into this club where he's trying to find some information, and he, people are like, what are you doing here? It's like a gambling club, and he's like, uh, and they're like, hey, are you Mr. Dresden, who we've been waiting for? He's like, uh, yep. <laughs> I guess that's what, uh, um, Dirk Gently is a play on. Maybe. That, that I don't style. know about that. Really? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think that Dirk Gently is sort of a, a play on, uh, Poirot, and all of, and like, uh, Sherlock Holmes, all of the detectives who have these absurdly convoluted ways of solving crimes, mm. more so than, like, accidentally solving them. Yeah. Louisa, well, you don't, yes. you don't, you're not a, uh, Dirk Gently person? No, I never got into any of the, um, uh... Douglas Adams? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Why couldn't I think of that? I'm like, stoplight? <laughs> That's not a word. <laughs> no. Yeah, the only, the yeah. stoplight books, your favorite series. <laughs> what? I mean, Dirk Gently's definitely not for everyone, but they're they're fun little sci-fi mystery novels. Yep, I believe you. Um, Tommy and Tuppence were played <laughs> by the guy from Little Britain. Don't ever remember his name. <clears throat> oh, David yeah. Walliams. I got it, because it's like Williams, but wrong. <laughs> And Jessica Rains, who's from Called Midwife. So they both did a good job, but uh, it wasn't super exciting, which is a shame, because I like, love Agatha Christie stuff, but it was kind of boring. Yeah. And it's set in the 50s, so they're all dealing with post-war, like, uh, suburban boredom, which is strange, because when I've seen Tommy and Tuppence things before, they were definitely in the late 20s, early 30s, so I don't know what... Well, isn't that when they were written? I don't know if that's when they were set, so I wonder if they just completely changed the idea of the setting for this later one. Cause it's well, Cold I thought War that stuff. Tommy and Tuppence were some of uh, Agatha Christie's earlier characters. Were they? <sighs> I thought so too, but she wrote for such a long time, I get very confused. Yeah, I I felt like I feel like her later stuff was more play oriented, <laughs> right? She wrote a lot of plays, also. Yes. I think so? Yeah, probably. Anyway. Yeah, uh, so I saw that. That was okay. I watched, speaking of Miss Fisher, I watched Miss Miss Fisher's Modern Murder Mysteries, which is a spin-off series uh, made also on Australian TV like the original Miss Fisher, but uh, they've set it up in a way that it's in the 60s, mm-hmm. and it's Miss Fisher's uh, niece that she didn't know about, <laughs> of course, because she uh, didn't really have any family. <laughs> That's that move that they did with Professor Layton that you hated. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Uh, It's also young James Bond, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, probably. Is he the one who fought a polar bear? Hold on. (laughs) No, who fought a polar bear? Nick Cage, as Superman in the movie they never made, had a scene where he fights a polar bear. There's more than one polar bear fight scene. There has to be. Uh, Does he fight a... I thought the Nick Cage Superman fought a giant mechanical spider, but when that movie got cancelled, the producer insisted that happened in Wild Wild West instead. (laughs) 
I did not hear that. No, no. The the story that Kevin Smith tells is, Mm -hmm. yeah, he he was writing that script, and then the producer said he wouldn't make it unless there was a giant mechanical spider in it. And then Kevin Smith said, well, I don't think that makes sense, so I'm not going to do this anymore. And then, like, six years later, Kevin Smith went to see the next movie that producer made, which was Wild Wild West, and did have a mechanical spider in it. Pretty good. So that guy's horny for giant mechanical spiders, I guess? Because there's no other reason, right? Apparently, he had a very odd conversation over drinks with this producer, where the producer talked at length about how spiders are the ultimate predator, and had, like, <laughs> pictures of spiders all around his office. And yeah, stuff. he loves getting those pictures of spider. Yep. Man. I just remember uh, Kevin said, I guess after he stopped caring about burning any bridges with any of those people, when that movie was definitely not going to get made anymore, and he was on Conan, and he told Conan that he talked about the Fortress of Solitude and how there would be a scene where Superman like reckons with things in his life, and the person he was talking to was like, well, but that's kind of boring. Like He should be able to fight somebody there. And <laughs> Kevin Smith was like, no, the point of the Fortress of Solitude is that there's nothing around. It's just him <laughs> dealing with himself. And the guy's like, no, he should definitely fight a polar bear <laughs> uh guys it was uh the golden compass oh, okay. oh that's the polar one where superman fights, fights a polar bear <laughs> oh is it because is daniel craig in the golden compass is that why you got confused <laughs> that's entirely possible i never oh, yeah. saw that movie <laughs> I'm pretty He's definitely in that. What's her name? Yeah, and Nicole Kidman. Daniel Craig is in that movie, and I guess he probably <laughs> fights a polar bear. Does he? I thought the polar bears were good guys. I have like no idea. <laughs> the polar bears are like the Klingons in Star Trek in those books. Uh, Daniel Craig plays Lord Asriel. Is Matt? Is that a character who fights a polar bear? Um, not. I mean, he gets captured by polar bears and goes to jail by yes. polar bears. Ah, oh, yeah, this is definitely what you were thinking of then. <laughs> have you seen that movie? I haven't. I have. I have not. Okay. But I've read those books, and I've been oh, watching okay. the HBO series. Okay. Uh, so, Miss Fisher's modern murder mystery is very cute, set in the 60s. Everything's, like, trying to record stuff with reel-to-reel tapes on, like, big clunky recorders, but, like, so, hiding it away in spy so, ways. So this is only for a given value of modern. Right, exactly, yes. <laughs> Apparently, on Australian TV, the M-O-D is capitalized, like, mod. Oh, I get it! You know? <laughs> yeah, but that's not true for the <laughs> releases in other countries. I guess uh, I guess the '60s kind of called themselves modern. Yeah, that, that's the era in art that we refer to as modernist, right? But also, yeah. the '20s did that too. Mm. Yes, everyone so, likes to do that. Really makes but you think. Was, but we are the modern ones. It was very well done in the style of simple murder mysteries where it doesn't really matter who gets killed that much, uh, like Miss Fisher. So that was fun. Hmm. I recommend it if you like Miss Fisher's murder mysteries. All right. Well, I don't, but Jen does, so uh, I'll let her know. Did y'all see Knives Out? <laughs> yes, yes. We talked about we, it. Uh, yeah, I talked about it last week. Uh, did you see that they that Ryan Johnson announced he's going to start writing another mystery for Benoit Blanc to solve? I did see uh, that. I hope it pans out. I feel like it just predicted that last stage. week on this show. <laughs> I'm so I just we really did. Man, I'm not joking. I would love for it to be like a Sherlock style series where each episode is an hour and a half long mystery. That'd be nice. Yes, but Daniel Craig, I don't know. I would like it if it was done like Sherlock Holmes where different actors play him all the time. <laughs> or like James Bond. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he fights oh, a polar bear. <laughs> you know what? I would actually love to see Pierce Brosnan's interpretation of Benoit Blanc. 
Oh fuck yeah, that would be really good actually. I don't. Speaking of the fucking acting Olympics, James Bond has been from a different country every single time, right? Every James Bond. Uh, there's one Australian one, one Scottish one. Yeah, one English, one Irish, one Welsh. I think Daniel Craig and Pierce Brosnan are both English, aren't they? Pierce Brosnan's Irish. Okay. Da- Daniel Craig, you're right, is English. Timothy yeah, Dalton is also English, right? He is Welsh. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. And of course, the new James Bond <laughs> being played by... Jack Black. Laura Dern. <laughs> Who's a woman, opposite right? Opposite tactics. In the in the trailer I saw for James Bond, there's a young <coughs> black woman who says she's also a double O. It appears that James Bond starts this film retired, and that his uh, number oh, designation, back in. yeah, like his number designation <laughs> has been given to someone else. Okay, so I think that she is not just a double O, but that she is double O seven at the beginning of the movie. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, I mean, it would be interesting, but what it will be is no. But we need we need Daniel Craig yeah. James Bond back. But it was uh, co-written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, so maybe for fuck's sake, can someone ask me what I did this week? Please? I'm about to. I <laughs> keep trying to, James but Bond. I love James I Bond. Know, but we've been doing this for an hour already, <laughs> Matt. What did you do this week? Yeah, you bastard. Uh, well, <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> Since we're talking about movies, I suppose I will bring up that I saw the new Star Wars movie this past week. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, And so I thought, Louisa, you're never going to see it and you don't care, right? No, I will see it at some point. Oh, well, then do you not want us to talk about it? Uh, You can talk about it, but I think we should stop trying to decide whether or not we give spoilers based on each other and start thinking about that there are people listening, so we shouldn't really give spoilers for things. Well, I mean, that's true, but we should say, like, I mean, we can say there will be minor spoilers for the plot of the most recent Star Wars movie. I'm fine with that. Let's not reveal any of the major twists of the film. I I will say, without revealing what it is, I actually really liked that twist, the main twist. Mm, I hated it. Really? Yeah, I thought it undercut uh, a lot of what was happening in previous things. I don't want to get too specific. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. There was something very exciting about the the fan theory, um, but anyway. It, it <clears throat> definitely felt like a movie that was written by um, people's fan theories on Reddit and YouTube. Yeah, anyway, um, but it, it was pretty good. It was weird how... Um, that, like I think they tried to recreate the 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 ending of the last of the Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for folks who have not seen the Return of the Jedi, spoilers <laughs> for Return of the Jedi. Yeah, what's that? Okay to spoil that one. That movie that came out five years before I was born. <laughs> yes. Um. Uh. It, in the end, you see Luke Skywalker is looking out a window at his friends who are all losing a space battle and they will all be dead soon. And the emperor is like, you can save them all. If you kill me, you should kill me because then you'll take over as the emperor and it'll make you evil. Which I always, even as a kid, I was like, "Mm, this sounds like bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) Because like this guy always lies and you could kill him and then just not be evil. Yeah. (laughs) He sucks. Kill him. The idea that, like, striking <coughs> striking down, uh, like, literally ghoulish, cackling, space wizard fascist in anger would be bad is mm-hmm. the most insane thing in Star Wars, which contains That's- several CGI squid monsters. 
Yes. <laughs> That's a very neoliberal thing, isn't it? You have to take the high road. You can't be as bad as me, right? <laughs> yeah, I love the the thing that happens in The Last Jedi where Rose saves Finn from sacrificing himself. Because that makes yeah, oh, sense. Yeah. Because, like, if you're... You to say... Sorry. You mean to say the thing that happened in... The, um... Oh, yeah, okay, you're right, Last Jedi. Yeah, Sorry. of course I'm right. I just watched it, like, two days ago, because it makes me I, feel good. I've had that problem, too. The fact that they named that movie The Last Jedi, in your mind, you're like, yep, last movie, I get it. That movie yeah, is the not- perfect <laughs> conclusion to the series, and then I watched Rise of Skywalker, and I was like, oh. I mean, I feel like Rise of Skywalker did, for this trilogy, what uh, Return of the Jedi did for the original trilogy, which is to say, it was a slightly less good and probably unnecessary movie, but it did all the things that you were like, I just really want to see, like, Luke Skywalker kick some ass. <laughs> yeah. I want to see a teddy bear picnic at the end. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Enjoying it. it. It had a bunch of stuff that I liked. Like, I liked when, I liked all the sword fights. I liked the yeah. evolution of Force Skype. Like, all that stuff was really cool. It was just like, I think, the plot was yeah, stupid. Fucking- the the very coolest thing that they did in it was all of the scenes with um uh Ray and uh Kylo Ren talking through like force uh, telepathy or whatever. Mm. They did some cool shit with that. I'm not going to get into it, but it's really good. Mm, okay. Yeah. I I enjoyed uh that stuff quite a bit. It was just like the plot that I didn't like. Of course, Adam Driver does a great job cuz he's the only actually genuinely great actor in those movies. Yeah, he's so good, and it made it scared me a lot, <laughs> especially at the end. Um, like uh, minor spoilers, but he is like walking around having been injured in a battle, um, and like first of all, he was wa- he was having a hard time walking, and like it looked like he was genuinely in pain because he's a good actor. But like he's interacting with other people, and he's having such a hard time moving around. I'm like, oh my god, you're gonna hit every like. You're gonna kill everyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, um, yeah. Anyway, I like watching him in those movies. How did you. F- it's weird. It's weird seeing him uh, come up from a nobody. I guess he wasn't a nobody. He was on Broadway and stuff, but I didn't see him in anything before he was in Girls. He was the boyfriend in that. Like, the wasn't dirt, he on Six Feet Under? Boyfriend. Not that I remember. He might have been. I think Girls was his big break, because after Girls is when he started to be in a whole goddamn ton of movies, and when yeah. he was cast in The Force Awakens, I was really we- like weirded out, I'm like, oh, this is the creepy yeah. guy from Girls. See, that's yeah, what I'm Adam saying. Driver, Adam Driver was in Six Feet Under. He was the creepy boyfriend of Claire's who wanted her to suck his toes. Ew. Okay, I don't remember him from that. But uh, on Girls, yeah, he's a dirtbag, he's not good for the main character, and then after that he won a Tony, like, right away, and I didn't even know he was doing other Broadway stuff, so that was very surprising, like, this guy you see on a TV show suddenly wins a Tony, Yeah, and then and then he was cast in Star Wars, and you're like, but he's so weird looking. <laughs> he had a really <laughs> huge 2012 with Girls, Francis Ha, and Lincoln, um, all of mm-hmm. which were, like, um critically acclaimed things and i think those that the combination of those three is probably what got him cast in star wars yeah i also think somebody come up where you're like this is a nobody and then suddenly they're doing all this stuff but like other people can see their talent obviously i also think like there's been a recent rise of Of skywalker Skywalker. (laughs) um there's also been a recent rise in like casting people who aren't like uh, traditionally 
beautiful or like I don't know, like people with interesting faces over people with like glamorous faces. And it's been mainly women. And I'm very happy that Adam Driver is like a, a man who is sort of falling into that as well. They usually, yeah. however, will cast a uh, white brunette lady with a British accent to be <laughs> the lead in a Star War. Yeah, that's I mean, that's too. true. But I mean, there's been a lot of, of, um, actresses in recent years who have been gaining prominence who have like sort of a, a an interesting face that's not like a, a model like yeah. kind of pretty. I, I thought that about Elizabeth Moss when I first saw yeah. her on Mad Men. I'm like, wow, she is a very strange looking woman, oh, man. but she is very talented. Did y'all see the trailer Even, for um, the Invisible Man movie that she's gonna be in? No. I'm trying to think who this is. Uh she's uh, the one from Henry. Peggy Olson on Mad Men. Oh, yeah, yeah, she is an interesting-looking woman. Yeah. Uh, they're, um, they're doing a remake of The Invisible Man as a horror movie where her, like, abusive husband fakes his death and then becomes invisible uh, and stalks her. Uh, is she, like, the Elizabeth Shue <laughs> to whoever is going to be Kevin Bacon? Yeah, uh, I don't know, because I didn't see him because he was invisible in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. They didn't even cast that role. They didn't need to. Oh, man. Well, he had a really distinctive voice, like Brad Garrett or something. <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> oh, my God. I uh, I love what Blumhouse is doing, because they have two movies this year that are, like, explicitly, like, slasher remakes of previous things. The Invisible Man, and then, much more bizarrely, Fantasy Island. Huh. Yeah, now, I will say The Invisible Man uh, is a slasher story. I mean, it is a story about a murderer. <sighs> yeah, it's just like, it doesn't strike me as something that fits into the, like, modern horror movie genre. Did you guys see the Kevin Bacon one? No. Ho- Hollow Man? No. Um, I, if I remember correctly, I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but I'm pretty sure the premise is being invisible makes Kevin Bacon insanely horny. <laughs> Like, yeah, that sounds about right. I don't mean like he's so horny it's insane. I mean like it makes him horny to like to, for murdering people. <laughs> yes, no, I agree. Oh God! But like, would being invisible make you? I mean, I guess the chemicals that made him invisible drove him insane or something. <laughs> yeah, it's know. like the Green I Goblin. The point yeah. of him, I thought the point of him as a character is that he was so obsessed with the idea. He's the guy who didn't stop to figure out if he should. He just wanted to know if he could. Like, yes. he's that taken to the extreme. So, yeah, he was already going to go insane. But, but he made was, some invisible dinosaurs. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just like a worse retelling of The Fly, right? Because that's, that's what happens in The Fly, too. But then once he discovers it, then, like, the pathos of realizing is the the meat of the drama in the movie. But if you're like... <laughs> Oh, this is a cautionary tale about an insane scientist who goes to extremes and then loves it, and it's great for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't work out so great for him, does it? He dies in every version, doesn't he? Only because he gets shot by Elizabeth Shue. <laughs> yeah, because no, he's Elizabeth Moss. <laughs> Oh, Christ. Um, the, the person playing please the- Please send us a link to a wiki, please. Oh, please, yeah, I will. Please, I'm dying. Sorry, I have it. I opened it, like, half an hour ago, and I'm gonna put it in the chat. 
Wasn't um, Chevy Chase in an Invisible Man made by yes. HBO or something? That's the comedy version, Memoirs of an Invisible Man, oh. with Sam Neill as the inspector. Oh, weird. Uh, I think that might have been the first time I ever saw Sam Neill in a movie. Yeah. This new one was supposed to be part of the dark universe that got immediately cancelled because the mummy was so bad. <laughs> I can't believe they haven't hired us to write this dark oh, universe my God. because we'd be so good at it. Is this, I really it, love how many movie studios are like, we're going to launch a whole new genre starting with this thing and that thing is so bad <laughs> they can't do any of the other stuff that, they're going to do. That happened twice with this Universal <laughs> Monsters thing. Dracula yes. Untold and The Mummy. <laughs> yep. Oh, who was that Dracula? I like that actor. Uh, I Damn don't it. know. Oh man, did you guys see this Netflix Dracula yet? It's crazy. <laughs> No. Is it good? No, no it's I not think, good, but it's worth watching. No. <laughs> uh, no, the, the Sherlock people did a Sherlock-style three-episode Dracula miniseries. Huh. It's uh, bad in a way that's very enjoyable, much like Sherlock. Mm. Um, Alright, so the wiki we got is um, Wiki Answers Xbox, but when I clicked the link, it just redirected me to Xbox Wiki, so I don't okay. think it's Wiki a- Answers Xbox yeah. anymore. I don't see answers anywhere. Uh, I'm seeing a plain gray background, everyone. Uh, no, it's got a, mine has a picture, a promotional image of the new Xbox One X <laughs> model that was just announced that says fastest, most powerful. Okay, and it says Xbox Wiki in green. Uh, welcome to the Xbox Wiki, the wiki devoted to collecting information about all things Xbox and Windows gaming. Uh, established in August of 2006, uh, there's 845 articles, which is incredibly small. Yeah, that's not a very big wiki. Yeah. Um, I do not have an Xbox. I've never had an Xbox. So I'm going to be out in the dark on this one. Uh, I have Xbox 360 and Xbox One. I did not have the original Xbox. Same here. Um, this is uh, this is some SEO right here, though, because literally this past week they announced the new version mm. of Xbox. The boxiest Xbox yet. It's the one that looks most like a box. <laughs> it really does just look like a carton of cigarettes. <laughs> Oh man, if you're caught playing this Xbox, you're gonna have to smoke the whole pack. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh no, sorry, it's not the Xbox One X, which is Xbox the name Series of- X. Even worse. They need to fucking get some branding people in there. Where is the modern day, um, what's his name from Mad Men? <laughs> Don Draper? Yeah, there it is. Don Draper. I kept on wanting to say Jim Jones, and I knew that was <laughs> Yeah, where's Jim the modern Jones age can really Jim Jones? Sell the idea as well, I think you'll find. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I can't Christ. believe how bad they are at naming these consoles. Um, yeah. They're doing... I, I think that the reason this name is so bad is because the actual device we see here that looks like a, a big, like, tower, looks like two mm. GameCubes stacked on top of each other, is not yeah. going to be called the Series X, but the Series X will be, like, the line of products that it's a part of. I genuinely think... I thought about this long and hard after the release. I genuinely think they're really relying on the revenue of um, grandmas buying presents for their grandkids and not knowing the names of all the things. See, I... So they'll be like, oh, I got you this game. It runs on an Xbox Series X. And then the kid's like, no, I have an Xbox One X. And then... Yeah. Et cetera. Uh, apparently for the first like, some time, it will be backwards compatible, like, you, they'll run on both the Series X and the Xbox One, 
Um, So I think it's designed to be more modular like PCs and that they're shifting to this games as service thing as evidenced by one of the things on the front page calls Xbox All Access, which is a service where you can pay like $15 a month and they will send you an Xbox One and give you a subscription to Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass and then ends up costing like $400 by the time you pay it off over two years or whatever. Yeah, that sucks. It's or is good. It's interesting to to think like you don't have to just pay that however many like you don't have to pay the two hundred dollars for the console and the like whatever it costs for the online service up front that you can just pay it as a monthly fee. That's interesting to me. It's weird how I feel like there's a lot of scrabbling in the games consoles market. Oh, I love scrabble. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, they always have scrabble. Every console has a scrabble. I mean, yeah, probably. That's probably true. (laughs) That is probably true. They're probably like $20 to make. (laughs) Hold on, I'm going to look up scrabble in the eShop because I have to buy it if it's up there. Um, But uh, to, to try to make games like, easier for people to play. You know, we talked a little bit about how Stadia sucks last week, but, like, (laughs) having the ability to play whatever your game is wherever you are uh, makes people more likely to play the games more and thus be more willing to pay for them. Um, It's crazy to me that the Xbox... Uh, there's like, they just, uh, maybe a year ago, released an Xbox application for your Windows computer, and mm-hmm. just the fact that you can't just play your Xbox games that you paid for on your computer is crazy to me. Some of them you can, but it doesn't- Almost all of them you can't. Oh, really? Uh, I know, like, all the, the first-party all- ones are, like, cross-buy, where if you buy it for yes, Xbox, all- you get it for PC. Uh, that's not always true, um... Is that, like, very recent, so there's only, like, a Gears of War or something that does it, or...? Yeah, it's only, like, a couple of flagship ones. They started it with Sea of Thieves. Oh, right. Yes. Um, yeah, it's it's a really strange strategy, because if you download the PS4 remote play app on your phone, you can literally play your PS4 games with almost no lag from anywhere. Yep. <laughs> Uh, listening to a different games podcast, uh, they were talking about how Microsoft and Xbox basically have nothing to do with one another. Yeah. Like, at no level are they working together, which is kind of insane. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true, but it, they still, they wouldn't have any legal challenges to just making it work. <laughs> right. They, but no one is committed to doing that, apparently. But they could. This is sort of probably should. This is sort of like how Warner Brothers treats uh, DC Comics as a brand, where they're like, Mm. "Uh, "You guys can like go do your own thing, but we're gonna launch a streaming app, and it's only gonna have your stuff on it, and it's not gonna have any other Warner Brothers content on it at all for some (laughs) reason." Yeah, and we're never going to see that crossover between Wacko, Yakko, and Dot, and Superman. Well, they have actually been doing comics that are like Bugs Bunny meets Batman and stuff like that. That's pretty funny. Is it? Yes. I've read them, they're good. So, I'm looking on the page, the front page, it has little uh, sections to go to, consoles, galleries, etc. And I've been staring at it, concerned by two of the pictures, which is controllers and accessories, which shows like a games controller, like you might expect. And then underneath it, a weird gaming keyboard, which is very upsetting to look at. Yep. Yep. And then merchandise, which is showing a person putting a game controller into the giant bucket pocket of, like, a hoodie, but the pocket has a picture of a games controller on it, so it's a special hoodie to put your game controller in, and I hate it. 
I yeah. love the idea of this video game hoodie. <laughs> but, like, just get a bag. <laughs> yeah. Or don't put that in your pocket. <laughs> Why do you need to take that somewhere? <laughs> I remember when they were trying to sell these keyboards that clip into your controller. I guess Ugh. they still have them. But it was when, like, MMORPGs started to be available on um, consoles. Yeah. And... Why would you ever do that? Oh man, yeah. have you seen MMORPG? Do it on your computer for Christ's sake. This has tiny little keys like a Blackberry would and I hate it. Yeah. Uh have you seen the very funny GameCube keyboard controller that's for Fantasy Star Online? <laughs> yes. Uh it is <laughs> Matt, if you haven't done the if you haven't seen this look it up cuz it's just a GameCube controller and as if someone inserted a full-size computer keyboard right into the center of it. <laughs> Alright, I'm looking it's, it up right now. It's so funny. Good. Oh my god, it's, it's huge. <laughs> yeah. It looks it looks like a uh, Photoshop someone made up. Yeah, yeah, it's like a Nintendo Switch, but in, if the screen was a full-size computer keyboard <laughs> instead of a screen. I'm just waiting for somebody to do a speed run of a GameCube game and be like, actually, it's more efficient to do it on this giant keyboard because whatever, <laughs> like... Every time I think something is dumb as hell, I then see it in a speedrunning video where somebody's like, yes, it's true that this is shitty, but it makes it so that we can break this thing in this dumb way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was this official <sighs> GameCube merch? Or was I think this so. A- I think maybe uh, Sega made it. Uh, it was for, I know it was for... Um, oh, it was only in Japan. Oh, it was only Japanese. Okay. I think it was yeah. for um, Fantasy Star Online. And I, maybe I saw, I know I saw a keyboard controller in, in a store, like a GameStop or something once, but maybe it was the, uh, Dreamcast one, because I think there's a Dreamcast one as well. Apparently anyway. it, it, it was made by a company called ASCII, but it was officially licensed by Nintendo. Weird. Okay. Fun. <clears throat> um, I got a random page, and it is uh-huh. for an original Xbox video game called Aggressive In Line, which is a skateboards video game. <laughs> Aggressive in-laws. Yeah, I put the link in the chat. There we go. Um, It is... Oh, Louisa, did you read the description of the wiki overall already? Uh, was there one? Hold on. Wait, the thing you linked to is something called Xbox sticker? Am I crazy? That's that's mine. Oh, sorry. Uh... Oh yeah, you did. Uh, Collecting information about all things. Yeah, Yeah, it's just very short. Uh, man, this this video game cover is extremely 2002. Yeah, oh man, it is. Like it's one of those. So it depicts a fisheye lens, uh, and a guy is doing a handstand on top of a building. I don't see a skateboard anywhere in. Oh, you know what? It's a rollerblading video game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, he has rollerblades on, and I guess he's going to rollerblade down the side of this skyscraper. <laughs> I don't think that he understands how gravity works. Yeah, uh, this man's about to die. It's aggressive inline featuring Tag Chris, a person <laughs> I've never heard of. So this is in the, like, Tony Hawk uh, mm-hmm. bubble that eventually burst. Um, that is- there are a lot of pictures of different game covers and, like, the back of this game and stuff, and I highly recommend clicking through all of them. Oh, yeah, I was seeing this other one with, like, a Fred Durst lookalike doing some rollerblading. <laughs> He's, like, grinding on the railing of a stairwell, and then in the background there's, an, like, a clip art image of a stair- or not a clip art, like a- like CGI. A, uh, yeah, image of a of a stairwell <laughs> so that you can know what's going on, but it's, that's not the stairwell he's gl- grinding on. Yeah. 
And then oh, behind that it. is a graffitied wall. Man, this is peak 2002. I love that the name of the thing is done in two different fonts. The word aggressive is in a very uh, graffiti font. And then the word inline is like a rubber stamped, like rejected font, but it says inline. Hmm. Uh, they also have pictures of the bo- the back of the box from both Germany and the United States. And they are identical, except that the German one has a very scantily clad woman wearing, like, a schoolgirl outfit on it, also. One thing I don't like about this is that the, like, art style is a little grimy, so it looks like her butt is all dirty. Ew. Yeah, you can see almost her entire butt. She is nominally wearing a skirt, but really, she is not. It's It's more of a belt. (laughs) Yes. It's, It's that big, like, Britney Spears energy that we were all doing in 2002 for some reason. But yeah. guys, this magazine ad tells me that if I buy aggressive inline, I can skate the edge of sanity. Oh my god. You'll be <laughs> able to skate is. as Jaren Grob, Tag Chris. <laughs> These are fake. Ato Yasutoko, Frankie Morales. it so many times, but this makes me think of that, um, the Japanese video game with the American baseball player. Yeah. Games that- Mike Truck, Bob's in yep. the dog bag. <laughs> Xbox exclusive features, zoo level, super high-res graphics. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Um, is it possible that inline skating was just, like, it reached its peak in Norway, I guess? I guess. And that's why all of these names are insane to that's us? That's why Sven Bokhorst is one of the <laughs> popular skaters. Yep. Um, feature great bands, a soundtrack from great bands including Hoopastank, Black Sheep, Farside, spelled P-H-A-R-C-Y-D-E, <laughs> Real Big Fish, Sublime, and more. Oh, I love it! It could not be more of a time capsule. Oh, oh one of the God. skaters you can skate at is, as is Sam Fogarty. He did that um, <laughs> Not Another Christmas Eve or whatever, right? Yeah. Ooh, Angel. That is so wrong. <laughs> I could so off. play center field. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I almost conflated it with Centerfold by Jay Giles Band, but that's a different man. Have I mentioned before that the local radio station I listen to at work, which is just like hits of the 70s through today, like generic stuff that no one will object to, they play the song Centerfield literally every single day? I don't know that I know this song. Yeah, you do. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only John Fogarty solo hit. Yeah, can you put yeah, the sign I mean, at the end of the episode, please, Jeff? Yeah, I will. <laughs> yes. I'm definitely going to, for real oh, Or time. Jake Isles' bad centerfold is fine, too. No, that one is too creepy. Matt, yes, I promise later if you cue this song up, within five notes you'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's All the right, one about I'll baseball that sounds like a CCR song, but boring. <laughs> uh, my supposition of that song is that the singer is in love with that batter. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to the way he sings about that batter. He is in love with that man. I'll take your word for it. I'm not going to listen to the song again. <laughs> I listen to it every day. <laughs> uh, all right, Matt, tell me about your page if we're done with Aggressive in Line, which I think we are because I closed the tab. Yeah, I guess so, but man, this is a, still a very funny video uh, game. It's from the developers of Dave Mira BMX. Yep. Uh, well, my my page is a lot less content-rich, because I got Xbox Sticker. <laughs> the Xbox Sticker is a sticker that was usually bundled with the Xbox when it launched in 2001. They were also given away and sold for a very low price. Fate is the only heading on this page. Yep. Over time, people would recreate these stickers, making the original sticker hard to find. That is a weird thing to call fate, huh? 
Why yeah. is this a page? Is this exactly the same as when you buy like an iPod and you get that little Apple sticker in the box? Probably. Yes. Okay. Um. So, huh? You got eight hundred and forty-five pages total, and you wasted one on this, did you? The only way they get to eight forty-five is by having a page for Xbox sticker. There's so many things going on in Xbox like now. There's got to be more than eight hundred games. Stuff from the two thousand and one release yeah. of Xbox. It's uh. very weird, huh? Well, this isn't the Xbox Series X wiki, Matt. <laughs> but the background leads me to believe that it is. Oh, true. I see that that uh, new thing now. Mm. It looks like one of those fancy um, uh, competition-level vases that you would arrange flowers in. That has all the holes. I bet you could do that, too. It's a multi-purpose... Uh, Appliance. <laughs> yep. You put some roses in there and they just get chopped all to hell by the fan inside. <laughs> oh my god, somebody needs to do that when this is released. I mean, they will be ruining like a $700 yes. piece of hardware, but it would be so fun. Oh man, I'm seeing some links to other merch at the bottom of this page. There's also Xbox Cap, Xbox Pen, and Xbox Launch Beanie. Uh, before before Jeff continues to derail, I want to say do it for the vine for that thing about the flowers, please. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Somebody do when it for the vine. vine 2 comes out. Okay. <clears throat> yep. Uh, Xbox um, shoes. <laughs> Louisa, D or one. Okay, you would kill for those Xbox shoes, Jeff. Yeah, they actually look pretty tight. I like them. They're like the exact style of sneaker I always wear. <laughs> oh, they were unreleased. They have inline skates attached to the bottom yeah, of them. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they are glued to a skateboard. <laughs> Um, they are an unreleased shoe, and one person apparently owns uh, owns the pair. Someone named Justin Smith, and says that he's going to wait until someone is willing to buy them for a million dollars. Famous inline skater Justin Smith. (laughs) Uh, I just zoomed in on these, and they're kind of uglier than I thought. Uh, you can probably make your own with some regular sneakers and some green nail polish. Yeah, they look an Xbox sticker. (laughs) They look like Walmart knockoffs of an Airwalk. Mm. All right, go on. Uh, so the one that I got is uh, FIFA Football 2003. All right, so cool. the cover is uh, EA Sports FIFA Football 2003. It's in a the large game. logo in front of three serious-looking uh, soccer men with their arms crossed, looking at the camera. They might be famous. They might be stock photos. I have no <laughs> they idea. They might be giants. <laughs> They might be. There's no sense of scale because the background is a blank white uh, yes. nothing. And that Boring. is the PAL cover. Is that Europe? I don't remember that's, what Yeah, PAL that's Europe. And then the US cover has an action shot of a man uh, acting, act, actively participating in soccer, and I don't know who he is either, and it says uh, FIFA soccer instead of FIFA football. Makes sense. Um, sorry. No, I just mm-hmm. said makes sense. You can talk. Oh. Uh, I feel like this plays into the overall, like, British marketing aesthetic of things being bad and looking boring. Yes. (laughs) I hear these FIFA games are quite good, but I wouldn't want to play one looking at this. the, the, The European version of this looks like a joke cover that somebody who didn't really know how to do Photoshop would have made for, like, a TV show. You could replace that EA Sports FIFA logo with the name of a band, and this would just be an album cover. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Ah, man. Uh, Oh, these are famous soccer players. Yeah, I just saw that. So the European cover features Roberto Carlos, Orion Giggs, and Edgar Davids, representing Brazil, Manchester United, and Juventus, respectively. Oh, I heard Edgar Davids has the only pair of Xbox sneakers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna get you, Edgar. 
Uh, in the United States, Landon Donovan appeared on the cover alone. The way they've worded that, appeared on the cover alone, made me then look back and think, wait, was Landon Donovan one of the names mentioned before? No, he was not. So who is Landon Donovan? No, he- I also think it's very fun how I wasn't looking at the text when you said that, Louisa, and I mm-hmm. thought that you said, in United States land. <laughs> uh, he is yeah. an American soccer player. Huh. Impossible to tell. He's wearing a blue uniform. I can't figure anything blue, out. Blue, the con- the color for only one country in the world, that being America. Oh, that's true. That's we true. do have that Pantone uh, system <laughs> to color code all the countries. Yeah, now. just like yep. that guy um, made Vanta black and copyrighted it. We <laughs> oh, do that yeah. with blue. <laughs> yep. uh, so The secret is to, to copyright black because it's all the other colors mixed together. Ooh, oh, friggin' exactly. got him. Friggin' got him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, FIFA Football 2003, known as FIFA Soccer in North America, is a football game played by You guys ever played any sports video games? What? You guys ever play sports video games? Yeah, I played a lot of Madden and uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball when I was a young man. We played a lot of that Olympics game that was either for the Nintendo or the Super Nintendo. You remember that? Track and Field? Oh, no, I know what you're talking about, World Games, maybe? It was was called, called, like, Summer Games, like... Maybe 85 I, or something. They probably weren't allowed to use the term Olympics. Yeah. But there was bull riding and there was caber tossing. Yeah, I remember <laughs> the um, clean and jerk uh, <laughs> one, which I didn't know what any of, like, I didn't know that was the name of the category, and I was, like, very confused by that as a kid. <laughs> yep. Um, so this is the 10th game in the FIFA series and the 7th that, Wait, to be wait, I want to keep talking about this old uh, yes, Olympics tell me. game. Yeah, keep called? going. Uh, well, I World, don't know what it's was called. It called but, World Games? Damn it. Whenever I see people making fun of old um, 8-bit video games, and you you know that sound that is so 8-bit video games of, like, a character moving in it going like, blink, blonk, blink. <laughs> That was the only mechanic that you could use on both the caber toss and mm-hmm. the bull riding part of that game. Because mm-hmm. the sound that it made indicated to you if you were going the right direction or not. Yes. <laughs> and so I remember spending hours just watching a little yellow man in a kilt holding a caber and it going, blink, 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 over and over and over And then if he did good, the audience would go, because yeah. <laughs> I mean, you did really good thing. Your Nintendo would catch fire. <laughs> yeah, that's why you have to blow on the cartridge to blow the fire yep. out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, very good. So anyway, this game does not look great, but it's the seventh to be produced in 3D, so there you go. Uh, club Championship mode was introduced in this game, uh, playing as 17 of Europe's top clubs in their own stadiums. Oh, the fans singing their unique chants and songs. That's pretty uh, high tech, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's fun. I don't enjoy sports games, really. Yeah, they just, they seem very world games. That's what it was called. Yeah, I, yeah. that's what I said a million times. Okay, well, now I said it, so that's right. <laughs> Um, oh, the high dive. I forgot about this one. I'm done oh, I talking that. about Xbox now. <laughs> yeah, we're done with Xbox. I remember we're, that we're high done. dive. If you landed as a belly flop, your character would sink into the water like they were dead. They definitely were dead. You were diving <laughs> off of, like, and it was, like, 
300 meters or something was the highest you could dive off of. And why were you diving off a cliff instead of a diving board? Friendship ended with Xbox Wiki. Now uh, World Games <laughs> Memories is my best friend. Uh, Jeff, you never played this game, did you? Nope. I, think it, I think it worked with the Nintendo gamepad, that one you stood on. The one that was like no, for track no, and field? you're thinking of the track and field one. Oh, I am, you're right. It might have worked. I think that <laughs> controller just had like the buttons from the NES controller I mean, yes, on it. that's true. You could have, but it didn't have the directional buttons. It only had A, B, X, or A, B, start and select, I think. Mm. Now that we've been talking about it so much, I feel like I will lose my mind if I can't hear that bull riding song again. Do you think it's online somewhere? Absolutely. Okay. You can go to YouTube and type in World Games Bull Riding, and I guarantee you it will be the first result. Hold on. World Games Me Too. <laughs> no! God damn it, Matt! <laughs> Uh, ooh, the Commodore 64 version. I wonder if that'll be the same. Oh boy, that doesn't sound nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Yep. <laughs> uh, hold on, I'm watching it now, also. Wait, I'm afraid to, because it's always this way too loud. This is the Sega Master System version. Yeah, that's why it said SMS. Oh no, this sounds too good. There's a 16-minute World Games NES playthrough. Yeah, that'll have it in there. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to have to look at this later. I can't do this now. Oh, it's so good. I think I might have an emulator for this game. Ooh, I found it. It starts around, like, 12 minutes-ish. So, at the top of the game for World Games, it shows flags of different countries. And I think those are the only countries that there are events in. Is, isn't that true, probably? Uh, Russia, France, Canada, Mexico, Scotland, U.S., Germany, and Japan. The Canada one no. is the when they're uh, with the log rolling and it <laughs> plays I'm a Lumberjack and I'm okay in the background. I don't think it plays that. <laughs> I think you're imagining uh, I I'm watching it right now. <laughs> wait. Wait. <laughs> wait. That same video, Jeff, at 11 minutes. Okay. I have to, I uh, have hold to go on. back. This- See, I'm seeing Japan, United States, Mexico, Germany, uh, Russia... Uh, well, the Soviet Union, I suppose. Canada, Scotland, and France. I just read the list of events, and each of them had a country next to it. Well, you didn't mention Scotland, which is where the caber toss is, yes, and I there's did. definitely a Scottish flag. Well, I didn't hear you. <laughs> now, why didn't I hear you? I was waiting for the word Scotland. None of us listened to each other. Um, <laughs> this was ported to the NES by Rare, uh, the developer, later developer of Donkey Kong Country and Banjo-Kazooie. <gasps> That explains why, uh, during the caber toss, Donkey Kong comes and hits you with a banana. <laughs> yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, developed by Epix, E-P-Y-X. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yep. Did they make anything good or that I care about? Oh, Barbie for the Commodore 64 in 1984. <laughs> oh, that's your favorite Jesus. game. Jesus. California Games. Okay, that is a much more popular game. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I'm watching the caber toss part now. I forgot about uh, 8-bit sound bagpipe intro music. Oh yes! Oh man. I've got to listen to this, but later, not now. No, not now. now. Oh, okay. It's so loud though, I won't be able to hear you guys. Oh my gosh, it's just like a weird discordant hum. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. It's, oh, God. They, this was the golden age of video games, you guys. They were, for some reason, very bad at composing for the, like, three channels of sound they, that they could do. I don't know why. There's... Well, it's weird, because I remember that I think the the three video games I had when, I, when the NES first came out was this one, Dragon Quest, and Final Fantasy. And those other two have very good soundtracks. Yeah. And, like, every Mega Man is pretty good. Yeah. Oh man! But you know when you're a kid and you can't tell the difference between good things and bad things. Mm. Yeah, every movie's pretty good. (laughs) Yep. Oh my god, the guy's face who does the this uh, the weightlifting is just like a Mm -hmm. a dough man (laughs) with like a hole in his face for a mouth. Mm-hmm. Man, this... Oh, gosh. Is there a World Games wiki? Are we burning through a, a, a topic <laughs> we can discuss later? Yeah, there's going to be an epic, epic uh, game develop, developer wiki. Mm-hmm. There isn't. All right, let's stop doing <sighs> yeah, this I'm show. Done. Yeah? I'm done with it forever. Agreed. All right, guys. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, please rate and review us on iTunes. Please tell your friends about the show. And uh, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us, seeingreddit at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter, at HackTheNetPod. Uh, we post every episode there as well, but hopefully you're subscribed. But if you're not, you'll see it there. You can also find all of our episodes in our Discord. Uh, Jeff uh, put put up a bot that posts every episode. Yeah. Uh, if you if you want to get into that Discord, you can direct mail us. Direct mail us? <laughs> I think you said that last us. time, too. Yeah. Yep, you can direct message us on Mastodon. Uh, I'm on Mastodon at MattHeron at Mastodon.cloud. I am also on Mastodon. You can go to the URL, type it in your bar, Mastodon.cloud slash at JK. You can also go to Instagram or Snapchat and look me up. I'm JeffJK on both of those platforms. Um, I think that's, I think that's it. I think that's everything for me. All right, you can find me on Mastodon at Louisa and Mastodon.xyz. All right, guys, thanks for this for listening. Sorry, this is kind of an extremely long one, but I hope you enjoyed <laughs> it. And even though we didn't talk about Xbox for more than maybe two or three minutes, um, so anyway, please, uh, please have a great week and come back next time. But in the meantime, don't forget, hey, don't be a sex pest. Hey, don't read the comments. Hey, it's always different, but it's never good. <laughs> hey, 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 you. <laughs>